the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. This morning, Kettering, I want to invite your attention to two passages of Scripture, Matthew chapter 25 and Luke chapter 16. We'll begin our reading in Matthew chapter 25 at verse 14 and then Luke chapter 16 at verse number 1. Beginning at verse 14 of Matthew chapter 25, the word of the Lord reads as follows. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to each one according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground, and he hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look. I have gained five more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you would be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I would reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10. If you turn over to Luke chapter 16, beginning of verse 1, he says, He also said to his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward, and the occasion was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and he said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship. 
For you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, what shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their own houses. So he called to every one of his master's debtors to him and said to them, to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. And so he said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. And he said to another, and how much do you owe? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill, write 80. And so the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly for the sons of the world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you to trust true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Amen. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we honor you this morning. We bless you. Thank you for the privilege we have to preach your gospel. We pray that the preaching of the gospel may open the eyes of the blind. Save someone who's lost and drifting. God, calls someone who has walked away in fellowship from you, God, to renew the broken fellowship. I'm praying even now, God, that your spirit will be in this place, that it will be working through me to make clear the word of God and the message of God today. Give me grace, Lord, and strength. Give me clarity of speech and thought. Allow the words of my mouth to be your words, that the people might hear the very oracle of God. Spirit of the Lord, have your way. Move now. Accomplish what you set forward to do. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We've been preaching through a series of messages entitled, oh, The Standards of the Steward. We started dealing with the baseline of stewardship in Genesis chapters 1 and 3. And we moved from there to Leviticus chapter 27, and we looked at the absolute restrictions of stewardship. And then we looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Spoke in the third part of the series from the subject matter, body stewardship. And last week when we were together, we were in Genesis chapter 4, and we spoke to you in the fourth part of the series from the subject matter, stewards of humanity. And as we examined our stewardship responsibilities of humanity, we looked at three areas of our stewardship in humanity. First and foremost is our brotherly stewardship. We are responsible for each other. But then we also moved forward to break it down a little farther when we looked at parental stewardship. Those who are parents of children have the responsibility to steward the children and to prepare them as arrows in a quiver to be released and to go out and to accomplish the mirroring of the image of God in which they were created. Finally, we looked at spousal stewardship and the stewardship that we have as in marriage to be accountable for one another, the husband for the wife and the wife for the husband. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject matter, examining wealth managing stewardship. Do you realize that God has and does place into our possession wealth? 
that we might manage. I know you're thinking, hmm, I don't have much wealth. You probably have more wealth than you realize, and I'll prove it to you by the time I'm done. Each one of us is one of these stewards of the text. The first steward of the text is what I call the multiplying steward. The multiplying steward is seen in Matthew chapter 25, verses 16 and 17. Well, actually, there's two of them. One of them has five talents, and one of them has two talents. The text says that the master had given to each one according to their abilities. Hold on to that, because I want you to understand something. God also has given you wealth and has entrusted you with wealth according to your ability. This first steward is given five talents. The second steward is given two talents. Both these stewards understood. They walked by faith, and watch this, they understood the expectation of their master. And they took what I'm going to call measurable, faithful risk to invest the wealth of their master that it might reproduce more so that when the master came, they had double to give him back. They multiplied what they were trusted with. The one who had five, the text says, he traded and he gained five more. The one who had two, uh, the text says, he also likewise gained two more. They both understood that there was an expectation of their master who had entrusted them with his wealth that when he came back, he would be looking for increase to what he had given them. And so they took the action. They didn't sit on their hands. No, they were multiplying stewards. And so they multiplied what their master had trusted them with and they gained double. The master says in verse 21, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. The master is praising them. And he says the exact same thing over verse 23. His Lord says to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. They're both praised for doing good. They did the right thing with the resources and the wealth that they had been entrusted with. Well done. How many people want to get to heaven and hear the Lord say, well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. And after praising them, then he promotes them. He says, I will now make you ruler over many things. Because you've been faithful over a few things, you get promoted over many things. It's not like the world. You know, the world sometimes folk get promoted for different reasons. But but in the kingdom, God promotes because you've been faithful. So, So listen, listen, listen. So don't get mad when other folk be getting promoted. Because the scripture says all promotion comes from God. And if they get promoted, God is promoting. And God is promoting when you're faithful. Then they're entered into partnership with their Lord. He says, enter into the joy of your Lord. 
He's not saying enter into the joy as in the retirement of the kingdom of God. He's not saying that. No, he's saying enter into the joy of your Lord. The Lord is the master who gave them and entrusted them with the goods in the first place. And watch this. As a result of them doing good and doing well and being faithful with what the master had entrusted them, the master has joy because his servants have done well. And the master says, I'm excited. So you come and be excited with me. You enter into the joy that I have, and because you brought me joy in doing what is well, enter into my joy so we can be joyous together. And oftentimes when we haven't done well with managing the Lord's resources and his wealth, we cannot be joyful no matter how much more we have. Then there's the second steward. So the first steward is the multiplying steward. The second steward, if you look, Matthew chapter 25, verse 18, but the one who had one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. This steward, I'm going to call the hiding steward. This steward is controlled by fear. Instead of trying to multiply the wealth that his master has entrusted into his care, instead what he does is he goes and hides it in a hole in the ground. He's not going to gain any interest on what he was entrusted with. He's hiding the resources of God. He's afraid that he might lose what he has. And therefore, because of his fear of losing what he has, he holds on so tightly that he probably walks around and tells everybody, I don't have no money. He's hiding his wealth because he's afraid to fail. Look look at verse 25, I believe it is. I was afraid. And I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. I was afraid to fail, but if I'm afraid to fail, which means I'm living by fear, it also means I'm afraid to succeed. This applies to a whole lot of people's lives. They won't do it. They won't invest. They won't reach out. They won't extend. They won't take the opportunity or the chance because they think, you know what? What happens if I fail? So they're gripped by fear of failure instead of walking by the faith that will lead them to success. But you've got to move beyond the fear of failure and walk in faith towards success. No successful person has let fear grip them and rule them. Successful people are successful because they trust what they cannot see. But if you're a hiding steward... You're hiding that. You're burying it. You're afraid. If I use it, if I put it out there, it might be gone. And when my master comes back, this guy said, I knew you were a hard man. You reap where you don't sow and gather where you don't scatter. And so I made it up in my mind, I'm just going to give him back what he gave me. So he hid it in the ground. So his response that he receives from the master is that you are wicked And lazy. And then, not only that, though he thought he was keeping it from getting lost, his master says, Take from him the one and give it to the one with ten. So he ends up losing everything. 
Finally, in Luke chapter 16, verse 1, it says, he said to his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward, and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. Let's call him the wasting steward. This steward has possession and control and responsibility of all the rich man's wealth. But his mishandling of his master's wealth is so blatant that a credible witness somehow gives accusation to the master that your servant is out there wasting your stuff. Then the steward said to himself, what shall I do? Because the master said, okay, come here. He called him in. He said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship. We're going to be held accountable. We've talked about that several times in this whole stewardship issue. Give an account. And he, he can't. For you will no longer be steward. So he said within himself, what shall I do? For my master is taking away my stewardship from me. I, I cannot dig and I'm ashamed to be. This wasting steward, he's been blessed to be able to manage the wealth of his master and handling all this wealth. And this dude has no qualifications. He, he can't even dig. Which tells me that even the job he has, he's unqualified for. He's trying to figure out, okay, now, oh, man, I'm getting ready to lose my job. I'm getting ready to lose my position. I've been wasting my master's money. I've been wasting this privilege opportunity. I've been wasting the grace of being trusted with my master's wealth. That's grace. That his master trusted him with wealth. That was grace. So he's wasting grace too. Listen to this. Verse 4. He figures out what he's going to do. I resolve what I'm going to do. When I'm put out of my stewardship, when I lose my job, so that they may receive me into their houses. This, this is what he does. He starts calling debtors of his master so he can give them a break. He cutting discounts on his master's debt. Not his debt. But watch this. It reveals a lot about him. Watch this. He, he says, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm, I'm, he comes up with his scheme. I'm going, I'm, he calls one and says, how much do you owe? Stop. Right there. You're the steward. You should know how much he owes. He not only does it once, he does it twice. He goes to another one and says, how much do you owe? But guess what? That's just like a whole lot of people. We've been entrusted with the wealth of God, and we don't even know how much we owe. Anybody who owes the master, he should know exactly what they owe, but he's so involved in his own self, taking advantage of and wasting his own master's resources that he doesn't even know what other folk owe, and he's just going along having a good old time, and now when it's time for accountability, now he's trying to make friends with the people who owe his master, so when his master kicks him off his job, that they will invite him in and say, oh yeah, you, you cut me some slack. When I owed 100, you just let me pay 80, so I'm going I'm to let you, come on, stay in my house. That's, what, that's his plan. Listen to what the text says, though. Verse 10, it says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, Money. 
Who will commit to trust you with true riches? Then he says something else. He says, no servant can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. As we've been reading and going through this examination of wealth managing stewardship, we've seen these three stewards, the multiplying steward, the hiding steward, the wasting steward. And as I was digging and looking at this, I, I, I couldn't help but think that this looks a lot like what we are dealing with. The greatest wealth that we as humans and humanity have been entrusted with is Christ Jesus himself. The question is, how and what will we do with him? What kind of steward will I be in managing the wealth of my master who has sent him down through 42 generations just for me? Will I be a multiplying steward? Who receives Jesus Christ and I multiply Jesus Christ by making disciples and making him known according to Matthew 28. Am I a multiplying disciple who is making sure that the world knows about Jesus who has come into the world and that he is the way, the truth, and the life and that nobody can come to the Father except by him? Am I going to be that multiplying saint that makes sure that Christ's name is above every other name, that he gets the glory and not me? Am I going to multiply his name and his image and him because I've received him. He is the wealth of God. Am I multiplying that? Or am I going to be the hiding steward who has received Jesus and acts like I'm undercover? I've taken Jesus and I've hidden him from the public. In fact, if you followed me around, you wouldn't even know that I was a Christian because I have hidden him so that he would never be exposed and he would never get exalted and he would never grow. There would be no interest on the salvation that he bought for me. Am I going to hide this Jesus? Am I so ashamed of him? Am I so afraid that if I share Jesus that somehow I'm going to fail? I'm not going to be popular? Am I going to be that hiding steward who hides the wealth of God in the form of Jesus? Or will I be the wasting steward who wastes the grace of God that was given to us over 2,000 years ago, when by the grace of God, he so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Am I going to waste away the grace of God that that precious gift called Jesus Christ who went to the cross and died? And was buried and resurrected on the third day? Will I waste the grace of God? Will I waste the death of God? Will I waste the suffering of Christ? As if it didn't even matter? Do you realize that God gets great joy? And in fact, all the angels in heaven 
celebrate over one sinner who comes to Christ? Will you waste all of that away? What kind of steward will you be? How will you manage the wealth of God in the form of his son who was given to us? You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.